What's up, guys? It's Tuesday. Still, unfortunately, sitting in the rumpus room alone is me, Gordy, and Spencer. You're somewhere. I'm in my car. All it's right. It's like so. it's like right now. Our situation is like that episode of SpongeBob, where uh, Mr. Krabs is at the Krusty Krab and SpongeBob's at the Chum Bucket. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Same without you. (laughs) It's not, but this grill is a home here. (laughs) (laughs) So that 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 doofy content right there means that this is obviously wood near your skateboarding. (laughs) Yep. Welcome. Hello, listeners. (laughs) I got. I got it. Before we even jump into anything, I have to comment how. We didn't plan anything as far as that goes. And our skateboarding show, our first instinct is to jump into SpongeBob. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after the Spy Kids debacle of last week, which I'm still going by. Everybody watch Spy Kids. (laughs) But to keep from treading on all of that stuff... (laughs) We just really want to talk about SpongeBob like all the time. It's and he kind of... doesn't skate enough, unfortunately. He does. There is that one, isn't there that episode where he gets pretty extreme with Sandy? Yeah, and, like, but that's not skating. Yeah, it's not real skating. It's all phony. <laughs> it's, cool. <laughs> it's cool because, you know, Pantera. Okay, I'm going to go into SpongeBob. Pantera does the whole music for that episode. Yeah, I know. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh. And actually, like, speaking of music, so have you ever heard any of the, like, thrash or skate rock tapes? Actually, uh, uh, not really. Not like the old ones. I've heard, like, some of the newer ones when it's like, um, actually, the only one I listened to when it was Figgy's band and Riley Hawk's band was on the thing. I think, like, maybe Bad Shit, too, Felper and TNT's band. Oh, no shit. I didn't know they did them, like, that recently. I thought these were, like, just the, like, old cassette tapes and everything. Well, from my understandings, they do, like, the skate rock tour. Yeah, they do that. Oh, I guess that basically is the same thing. Yeah, and they, like, they would release a playlist, too. At least the one I heard, because the one I I know the most of is uh, actually the year uh, they, I don't know where the fuck they were at. I want to say somewhere in Africa, maybe. I don't know, but there Nuge was driving this van and he fucking um, the brakes went out on it and he drove it straight into like this dude's house <laughs> <laughs> and they like got it all on tape. Like the van was full with like the whole entire crew and like he's like, oh shit, the brakes. I, oh shit, the I brakes really are working. They're going down this hill. I really hope that one everyone was okay, but more important, <laughs> well not more important, but you get what I mean. I really hope. <laughs> That it was, it was like just enough of an incline to where it was rolling, but it wasn't enough to where it was like going at any real speed. <laughs> so like, it's just slow enough to where like they can just step out of the van, but you still got to watch the van creep. <laughs> like, you know, it's going to hit the building. Oh uh, yeah. You just can't look away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And even better is if it, like, does a little cartoony thing where it gets there and it just barely taps it. And then it has, like, the little <laughs> tink, and, and then, then everything falls. 
Yeah, but there's like that delay where nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I I wish it was like that, but I don't think it was. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, right? <laughs> no, yeah, they did uh they did that tour and it had uh I want to say yeah, okay, it was Figgy's band name called uh Arctic. And they do like that stoner i guess you can call it stoner metal where it's like the album itself is like maybe four tracks but it's like a fucking like almost an hour long album <laughs> because yeah, no, like I, it, I get what you mean yeah i think that stuff's kind of neat yeah see i always loved the thrasher tapes because they were they introduced me to bands like riot 303 and shit like that yeah see i've never heard of them Oh, uh, they literally do a song called Skate Punks. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's fucking badass. But actually, the song that I'm thinking of, I think it's from Thrasher Skate Punk 3. It's from Riot 303. The song is Depression Session, which is fucking amazing. Or, God, there's so many fucking badass, like, skate bands out there. Or, oh my God, have you ever... This goes to everyone out there answer into your stereo have you ever heard of the boneless ones no okay (laughs) they have i don't know what you would call this kind of music because i guess it's technic it's technically skate punk but it's got like what exactly is skate punk is it like just uh is there like a certain sound that comes with it or is it about the uh, lyrics they're talking about? Like, is the lyrics just basically about skating? That's what makes it the skate punk genre? So, I guess I'm not, like, a doctor of music or anything like that. But I guess <laughs> it's really just, like, about skateboarding. But, like, skate punk, at least to me, has a very particular sound. It's, like... It's lighter than the hardcore music. And this is like me making up my thing. It's lighter than the hardcore music. And hardcore, I mean like West Coast 80s hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. you know, like, like that kind of shit. It's yeah. lighter than that, but it's heavier than, <laughs> than surf rock. But it's kind of like influenced by surf rock. Okay. Okay. So it'd be like kind of like bands like Teen Idols and stuff. I guess so. Yeah. When I think when I think of it, I do think more of like the God, like Riot Three Hundred Three, the Boneless Ones, Gang Green is a huge band that I think of. That sounds kind of familiar to me. Because I, I guess you could technically say, like, Johnny Red and the Air Jordans. Or The Faction is an obvious one. Okay, The Faction. I know them. It's fucking Steve Cab's band or Mick Rad. I would even go as far as says, like, TSOL. Some of their stuff would be oh. kind of... But, like, that kind of sound, you know? Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. But the boneless ones, for everyone listening... The only way I've ever been able to find this is it's thankfully somebody uploaded on YouTube. Otherwise, you got to like hunt to find the album to buy it. 
but it's Skate for the Devil. It's from 1986. <laughs> the whole fucking album is amazing. But they have, first of all, like any good surf or skate punk band, they do a cover of Pipeline. <laughs> Which I know, like, that's technically like, yeah, you know, whatever, that surf stuff. But we're going to take yeah. that. We're going to take that because Pipeline is still, it's very much skateboarding to me. But they got, like, so so many hits, like, I'm a skater's on there. But particularly, like, if you listen to anything, listen to Skate for the Devil. Because it's, like, it has this little, like, breakdown where, I guess it's a breakdown. I'm not, again, I'm not, like, a magician of music. But where it, like, breaks down and, like, turns into, like, this, like, demonic laugh for a second and then it's like <laughs> satan introduces himself and then it sweet. just goes right back into the music sweet that's <laughs> i've never heard that so i gotta check that out yeah it's well i used to do nothing back when i back when i was like all alone and I'm at a place that i'm not gonna say because i mention it all the time and i did nothing <laughs> but like i did nothing but sit on tumblr and get made fun of by pro skateboarders <laughs> or i was listening to me like nothing but like researching skate punk or i was going out and skateboarding as much as i could because it was like i was gonna make this happen but yeah uh, like there was a while where that's like all i fucking did you're i know you're a big tommy tommy g fan tommy guerrero and, and uh it's funny because i've listen to more of his music than I have watched his skating, I'm pretty sure. It's like, he makes like uh, like ambient coffee house sounding music. <laughs> no, like, I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. He just like that guy who just goes to... I feel like I'm making fun of him, but he's so goddamn rad. He's like that guy who literally like, oh, you know, we're having open mic on Saturday... Or yep. well, it's not, it's not officially open mic. It's just they happen to have a mic there, and they're like, "Yeah, you can come play." <laughs> and, they, right? and they don't. Yeah. And, and like nowadays, you hear, and this is a real thing that I heard one time, but it's like a guy with an acoustic guitar. This is like modern day thing, playing, yeah. like, doing covers of like "Party in the USA" or things like that. <laughs> dude <laughs> but yeah, like that's the kind of thing not to group tommy guerrero with that because he's fucking badass but like that's kind of like the setting that i picture right i get it i see i can paint it uh you ever hear of uh the flogging molly oh yeah um Oh Matt, fuck Matt Hensley. Matt Hensley. Matt Hensley, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. I like would hear Flogging Molly. Yeah, I didn't know that. I like would hear him on the like on the radio and then uh, how the fuck did I come across that that was fucking Matt Hensley? And I was like, There's no fucking way. That's so rad. Like he's been successful in two fucking things, like two pretty gnarly things. Like I'd say Flogging Molly's almost a household name band. I feel like a lot of people know who they are. I would say so. Like everybody, and, knows. and most people know who. No, mo- I feel like most people that are into skateboarding 
pretty sure I've heard the name Matt Hensley too, and it's just like, damn, he's fucking, you know, getting in everywhere. Oh um, yeah, and his old stuff with like Eighth Street and whatnot, super fucking rad. Yeah, didn't he have? Uh, was he the one that had the board graphic? Oh no, wait, that was a world board graphic with like the farm on it, and it was like the vegetarian farm. That was no, you, yeah, you were thinking of Mike V, the barnyard, which it wasn't the first double kicktail. And I know if I say that, like, we're going to get flooded with so much stuff. Like, oh, no, 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 double kicktails have been around forever. It wasn't the first one, <laughs> but it was like, I, and this is even not true, but it's like how to, to describe it. That was the first street double kicktail board, like popsicle board. Again, that's oh, not, no shit. Okay. That's not true, but that's the one that, like, kicked it off. Okay. Because you got to think, before that, street boards, they were like the Tommy Guerrero dagger. Right. Or, like, your other option would be, like, some of the flatland boards, like Rodney Mullins. And, like, yes, yeah. they they were... Like, the Rodney Mullen ones, definitely, they were the double kicktail... But they weren't like that. Like, that's something you can point at, and you can be like, the Mike V Barnyard, that's basically what kids are riding now. Pretty much. I know that, because he reissued it both with Elephant and now with Street Plant. And you look at it, and it's like, if you showed kids now today, I think they would be like, that's so wacky. That's not a skate. Like, you know what I mean? That's not a skateboard. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, skateboard setups, um, have you heard how Rodney Mullen sets up his board? No, is it something wacky? Dude, he puts, like, in the base plate of the truck, before he puts the truck on, he'll put, like, a certain amount of ball bearings in each one, like, in the front and in the back, because it says it does that much of a weight difference. And he'll put a certain amount of like um, like spacers in between his bearing and like his truck and his truck nut. You know, he'll put like a, like certain amount each time. Depend. And I don't I don't know if how true this is, but I'm pretty sure this is how he worded it. If he had a different trick in mind, he would put more like uh, ball bearings in his back truck if he was gonna be leaning more on his back. Like he'd go huh. down and weigh it like to a fucking T, like a certain, you know? That guy yeah. is a fucking genius. He's a fucking genius. I mean, like, he, he can skateboard, that's the thing. And I've already, I think I've already gone on the show and done my whole rant about bearings and the proper way to install them and why spacers and everything are important. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to retread that and bore everybody that's already heard it. If not, write us, and I can do a whole episode just ranting on that. <laughs> but yeah. um, I could see, like, setting it up, particularly with Primo slides and whatnot. I can tell you, first of all, there's a secret that I've learned from riding a bunch of different boards. And it's so clear, but when you watch somebody do it, you don't quite pick it up. So I... You know how I learn, like, how I do those, right? Ish, kind of. <laughs> okay. I, I, for one, can't primo slide. <laughs> I'll fucking tell you that right now. 
Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Okay. So I learned those on Sim Street Saws. The wheels, Sim Street Saws. I'm not sure what those are. Well, I'm going to give you, like, the secret as to why that kind of wheel worked better. It's a side set wheel. Okay. So, like, a lot of skate wheels nowadays, well, not a lot, but, like, a lot of, like, street kit, like, the ones that you go to the Zoomies and the shit like that and you buy it, not, like, I I hate to say a lot because there's tons that aren't, mm-hmm. but a lot of wheels, like, when you're picturing on your board, the it's a center set wheel, so your bearings and everything sit in the center of the wheel. Right. Well, a side okay. set wheel is if you take the bearings and you moved them onto the inside part of the wheel. So there's a larger lip on the side. Okay. So the lip of the wheel will actually some on some some of them it'll extend past your nut. So your nut won't hit the ground and you're actually just rolling on the wheel. Okay. And that's the secret. So if anybody that wanted to know the secret sense. to really easy primo slides, just get a side set wheel. Okay. I have a set of uh, wheels that are like that, but they're all f***ing enormous. They're like huge. Yeah, like, I'm actually kind of disappointed that there's not too many people making wheels like that. I mean, there are like Powell or Bones does some rad ones. I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part, for the most part, I mean... Spencer, you know I ride center set. I think Bones Bombers are what I'm on currently. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the Bombers. Don't I think that, that was like a Paul Peralta wheel, and then it kind of just turned into a Bones thing, right? And if I'm right, well, they did like Paul Peralta did such weird ass shit with their branding that I don't, I can't ever keep up with it because it was like. Yeah, the Bones wheels, Powell Peralta, like, Bones handled the wheels, Powell Peralta handled the decks. Now it's, like, Powell Peralta, that name is only used for the reissues, and Powell is the name for their current boards, or something. It's so funny. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I did not know that. This might not be true. This is just how it is, like, how it looks to me, and I'm trying to understand, like, their weird branding thing. Because then they also have, like, with wheels, it's like, well, the Powell Peralta wheels are all the reissue wheels, and then you have the Bones wheels, and then you got, like, whatever wheel over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's confusing. Yeah. It's all over. And to everybody listening, if I say, like, Powell Peralta, I literally mean anything from Skate 1. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know um, uh, Spitfire, with their wheels, they have uh, the Formula 4. That's like the, I guess, the formula they use. It's like a mixture of hard and soft wheels. They put it, I remember when it first came out, it was just the Spitfire Formula 4. I don't know if you remember those coming out. It was kind of like a big deal. Like I remember everyone was like raving about those when they came out. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things that I honestly, like, I can't tell you what the difference is. Well, now, well, this is the thing. Now they, now the Formula 4 is just in, like, every single fucking wheel they put out. They use the technology for the Formula 4 wheel. Like, they have, uh, they have, like, uh, what were, there's, like, a list of names. Um, it's, uh, they have, like, the Formula, Formula 4, uh, radials, the radial slims, uh, 
fuck. I can't think of every single one, but it's like they're each a different shape, and like some wheels are more rounded. Yeah. You know, and then some are like wide, and then there's side cuts, and there's a bunch of different types now. And it's like, and when I was doing, I was looking at all their wheels the other night, and I was like, oh shit, each and every single one of these is a Formula Four wheel with just a different shape. Because I thought the Formula Four was just a wheel itself, but now they make it, you know. So there's like different shapes for each one. It's like, oh, you're doing this type of skating and here. We recommend this and that and that. And then it broke down the duros for me, which I never really understood. And isn't it the higher the the duro, the fucking harder the wheel? Yes. Yeah. However, there's different scales too, and I probably just threw a huge wrench into your thing because a well, lot of there's a lot like of a, hip ones only use the A scale. There's the A scale and there's a B scale, right? Well, there's actually A, B, C, and D that I'm aware of, but there's probably tons other because, like, they're literally just measuring the, what is it, the compliance of it pretty much. Okay. Not to interrupt you. I just, no, you're I not. No. You're like, I'm just going to throw this into it. <laughs> no, you're good. No, that's what we're, no, dude. And, like, yeah, with the, they, like, oh, yeah, it was, okay, uh, Spitfire on their wheel thing, uh, they have an A B formula, and I don't know nothing about that because it was a super gnarly wheel. But it said A, it was like A B, and I want to say the millimeter on it was like, fuck, I'm probably totally botching this. I'm probably totally saying this wrong, but I want to say it was close to seventy. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's seventy because this is what I learned when I like started to branch out into like all kinds of skateboarding. 70 might sound big if all you're doing is like your kickflips and whatnot, but 70 is actually not a big skateboard wheel. Yeah, that's mainly just for like guys that do like downhill stuff, right? Well, a lot of stuff. I mean, like even like technical sliding stuff. I mean, 70 would be bigger, but it wouldn't be anything unheard of. And technical sliding stuff is basically double kick, it's basically street skateboarding. Yeah. I've just, I've just never in my life, in my skateboarding life, seen anyone skate fucking 70 millimeter wheels. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, Taylor Pats, he probably skates damn near fucking. I don't know. I think that might be too big for. Well, from what I remember, Taylor skating. God, Taylor's so. For everybody listening, <laughs> Taylor Pats is my hero. I want to get him on this show so bad. But I feel like it would be one of those things where we would get him on and then it would just be dead air. <laughs> and and not because of him. It would just be like we would hit record <laughs> and yeah. then I'd just sit there. Because you'd be like, oh my god, it's Taylor Pats. <laughs> like, I shit you not. Like, I've known this guy for how long, and I, I wish I was making this up. This is like the actual reaction I have with Taylor Pats to this day. Is it's like that's Taylor Pats. I can't. You can't just go up and talk to Taylor Pats. Yeah, exactly, dude. He fucking but, comes into the park and just like make fucking way. You know. You, you get the fuck out of the way, you know? You just oh, let him, I know. It's like you let him shut it the fuck down, and then it's crazy. Yeah, he's fucking a good skater. That's another great skateboarder that makes great music. Oh, yeah, with his, like, 
Shut the fuck up and, and millions million, of dead angels. Yeah, yeah. I got the CD. In, I got the CD in my car for Moda. I remember <laughs> years ago. The only like I don't. I'm not one. A little, a little bit of personal stuff, but for those who know me and now everybody listening. I absolutely cannot deal with loud noises or like anything audio as I'm talking like in an audio fashion. Like, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love radio and I love all that. But I have like the most sensitive fucking baby ears. Like I can't deal with more than one thing going on at a time. (laughs) Like I should you not. Like I just can't. I can't deal with more than one thing going on at a time. I can't deal with any loud noises. So, like, I avoid things like concerts and all that stuff. Just because, like, I cannot fucking handle it. Like, it just kills me. It actually, like, I don't know how to describe it. But it's one of those things where it just makes me want to, like, run, cover. Like, I don't know how to put it. Like, kind of, like, almost like a... I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but kind of like somebody who's gone through like war trauma and has like PTSD. I just want to get in the corner and like cover my ears and just like rock back and forth until it's over. That sounds like almost a form of anxiety. That's how I am. Like, I just can't deal. There's probably some weird thing about it, but basically like loud noises and just like too many different noises at the same time. It's too much for me. And I just can't deal with it. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. I was just telling you about how my ear was hurting. <laughs> I, was just, I don't even know why. <laughs> I guess to actually tell the story that I was leading into. So because of that, I don't go to a lot of concerts or whatnot. But I've always made a point to at least stop by when Taylor would put on ones, which she does so many. But I remember there was one in Michigan City he put on. And I got to see Jungle Rod of all bands in fucking tiny little Michigan City, Indiana. I see this huge fucking band. It was so fucking badass. The last one he just put on last summer, uh, I got really pissed because I was on my way to that show and the truck I was in broke down and I got stuck in Valpo and I got and I missed it. But uh, fucking um. Dude, no, this band called Cloakroom, who, like, I've heard of, you know, before all this, and they were, like, the closing band at his little show, and I'm like, that's kind of a big, big name. Like, wow, that's interesting. Like, they then they played a free fucking show. It was a free yeah. show. It was so rad. And it was, like, an all-ages thing. Like, uh, they actually had videos of, like, fucking kids, like, jamming and shit when some band was playing playing like some heavy metal band and like all the kids were out on the fucking floor like <laughs> like toddlers you know <laughs> so kick-ass like <laughs> well that's the thing like for everybody listening i know we're making it sound like oh this is this is just like this is the guy that when you, when i was a little when gordy was a little kid he looked up to him because he was the big kid at the skate park and he like rode a skateboard really cool and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, you could argue that that's where like my feelings of God, like he's so amazing and I want to be just like him when I grow up come from. But then to all of you who think that I got to tell you, it's Taylor fucking Pats. He's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> he really is exactly as badass. 
And for the life of me, I really want to get him on the show. I'm, I, Spencer, I've actually been like toying around with trying to figure out like, okay, well, how can I get a hold of him and whatnot? But I figure we'll wait till everything's calmed down so we can actually do a proper one so we could sit on and you'll have to do all the talking because I'll be starstruck. Um, yeah dude taylor it would be great to have taylor come on man he's fucking rad dude every time he comes to the park i nine times out of ten i end up sitting at the bench with him and just bullshitting for like 30 minutes he's always got (laughs) some like rad story to tell me or some shit you know it's like some super he's always got some rad everything everything like man he told me this one story about like um I'm not sure if it's 100% right, but just to sum it up, they were playing a show, and it was um, a pretty big, well-known named band. I can't remember who it was. It was, uh, I don't remember, but I just live? remember being, huh? Was it live? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. I, what, <laughs> but I'm it sorry, was, that was a joke. <laughs> it was like at, uh, I don't know, some sort of show, and he called someone out for like, I don't know if it was Taylor in particular. It might have been someone in Taylor's band at the time. But they, like, called out. Huh? I do know this story. Keep going. He, like, called the dude out for, like, having triggers on his drums or something. And the guy claimed he didn't. And he was like, no, they're right fucking there. And then they got into a fight with this band and they kicked their ass or something. (laughs) And I was like, dude, kick ass. And then I can't remember the fucking band. Oh, oh, job for a cowboy. Those guys, it was those guys they were like beefing with for a minute. I'm sure that was like before Job for a Cowboy was even like big, you know. But they were like, yeah. "Hey man, you're using triggers," and they were like, "Fuck you." They got all pissed off, you know. And I don't know if it was Taylor exactly who fought the guy, but it was or someone in the band. But that's just such a rad story. It's like, wow, Job for a Cowboy. I remember going around like in middle school, and like everyone was wearing the Job for a Cowboy T-shirts with like the like the bare like the metal writing that you can barely read, you know. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I was, just, and I remember at the time, I never was super into them. You know, I never like, I remember all my friends were like, job for a cowboy, job for a cowboy. And I was never like, I don't really see it. And I know of the band and I swear I would have heard, heard them before, but I can't picture any music from them. I know exactly the kind, like their album art and shit, but I can't picture any music. I, I honestly couldn't tell you a song by them either, dude. They were like... But yeah, it's like, because Taylor's one of those guys, he's so fucking rad, and he's always doing something, like, he's just always doing something, and... Whether it's skating, or music, or anything, dude, like, he told me one time that he was writing a movie. I believe it. I was like, so rad. (laughs) I almost feel like we should wait till, fingers crossed, we get Taylor on the show, but like, man, that guy's really, like, whether he knows it or not, he pretty much shaped everything that... As far as me, like, pretty much, like, you, everyone listening, you can thank this man, Taylor Patz, for wooden-in-your-ear skateboarding. Huh. Like, I don't think any of this would have even been possible without him. Right on. And I don't even know if he's ever even heard of the show yet. <laughs> but, like, still, like, and I'm being serious, though. Like, if it wasn't for his influence, like, I would have never... It's like this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't currently be writing. Yes, you can invert. Like none of these things I would have ever thought were possible if it weren't for this guy. Fuck yeah. Hell, I probably would have never made the lurker. You think you probably would have even kept kept skating, huh? 
it would I would be a very different skateboarder than I am now without Taylor Pats. Right on. See, it's funny you describe him as like the big kid at the skate park, and I describe you to me as the big kid at the skate park. <laughs> See, and I don't get that because the gap between me and Taylor Patch is so large to where it's like, Spencer, you got to really like raise up your. <laughs> well, it's because like when, when I when I started coming to the park, you know, it was like. You and fucking Austin and Alex, you guys are and even though Austin and like, I think, yeah, you, you guys are only like four years older than me, but like you guys were always doing the gnarliest shit. And I was still trying to figure out how to, like, do rock to fakies on a quarter pipe, you know? And Which like, are you guys equally are, rad. Yeah, like, well, you guys are, you know, fucking jumping off stuff, doing all the stuff, like, that I was like, man, that's what I want to fucking do, you know? You guys were already doing it. And it was just like, yeah, fuck yeah. You guys, yeah, you guys were, like, the ones who fucking made me keep coming to skate, you know? I hear you. And that's why it's like, I want everybody to understand that, yes, that kind of thing is normal. But Taylor Pats is better than that. <laughs> like, my hero can beat up your hero. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I mean, yeah. I guess with that, we're going to slowly wrap things up here. want to give a huge fucking thank you again to everybody for listening, everybody that's writing reviews Everybody that just like contacts us on Instagram and everything, that's awesome. You can find us at Wooden Your Ear Skateboarding. I th- think we're going to have something special in store next week. Everything sucks. Yeah. But, Spencer, you got any last things before we head out? Tony Hawk officially rides for Vans Apparel and Shoes. Well, you heard it here probably three weeks late. (laughs) (laughs) That's still rad, though. That's a good fit. I like that. That should have been... That's a long time coming, if you ask me. I hear you. But other than that... Give them hell? Maybe.